welcome back to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob and Scott. And we welcome you to a special Super Bowl edition of the podcast. We are finally here after 18 weeks of the regular season and four weeks of the NFL playoffs, three including the Pro Bowl. We are finally have arrived at the Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl 54 rematch. And this one, I think, is going to be even more exciting than the first one. Yes. As we have some parody here with Brock Purdy being Mr. Irrelevant, leading his team back. And last year, I said that the 49ers deserved to be in the Super Bowl after they lost to the Eagles. And here they are facing the same opponent they would have last year. So I really am looking for a great game here, looking for some bad blood between these two teams. And Kyle Shanahan, can he get that Super Bowl? And can he overcome those jitters and his past of giving up leads? Can Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes continue the dynasty? All these questions will be answered when the Super Bowl winds down. But first, before we get into our picks and our bets and analysis for this game, we now do some reflecting on what we said about these two teams at the beginning of the year in our season predictions. So let's look at what we both said about the Kansas City Chiefs. So in this division, I have at number one the Kansas City Chiefs at 13-4. and four. Of course, being the Super Bowl champions yet again, and one of the favorites to repeat, the Chiefs are coming in with a pretty big expectation on their shoulders, although having probably walking out the weakest receiver room that they have in the Patrick Mahomes era. That does give me a bit of pause in trying to select where they might be, especially competing for the number one seed, although I do have them in a part of that three-way tie for the number one seed. Right, and I agree with pretty much all the points here. Uh, number one, I do have the Chiefs as well, 13-4, uh, and four, uh, with the number one spot in the AFC. The Chiefs, with Patrick Mahomes, as long as he's there, they're always going to be a contender. He's just a just a quarterback talent that you see once in a lifetime. Uh, you know, definitely on career watch to be maybe the greatest of all time so far. At this point in his career, what he's done is pretty much unparalleled. So the Chiefs, 13-4, is always a safe pick. And the Chiefs, what can you say? I mean, they're good every year. They're, they're going to continue to be good. You don't dare pick them to not be good. Yes, even with the holdout of Chris Jones, who is an amazing player. Right, right. And with a week as the receiver core as they have this year, I think it's probably even weaker than it was last year when people had questions about it. I mean, we both liked it at the time. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of a question about who the number one is. I mean, Kadarius Tony is a player I like a lot, but... Again, it's very often injured and already is. MVS, mm-hmm. I think, is a good role player receiver, but I wouldn't want him as my number one. Right. And Sky Moore, again, is a player I really, really liked coming out of the draft, and it could be a big target for Mahomes in the slot. Yeah, I think the Chiefs kind of following the same philosophy that the Packers did for a little while, and we're not going to invest in why would we invest in a receiver when we know our pass game is going to be good? We have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, so it's going to be good either way. Let's put our money somewhere else. Um, whether that pays off or not remains to be seen, but the Chiefs are going to be just fine, I think. Yeah, and absolutely should be competing for one of the top spots in the conference. All 
All right, yeah, and I think we got both got it pretty uh, pretty accurately there, especially with you emphasizing the Chiefs' weaknesses at the wide receiver core. I think that definitely plagued them throughout this year. Yeah, I think, again, like we've came out like fairly good about what we thought about the Chiefs throughout this year. Yeah, the wide receivers were definitely uh, quite a big issue for them this year. And I, I think I had them at a decent spot. I think maybe they actually had an opinion of them a little bit worse than what I had originally predicted. But I mean, your prediction of them being in the, in the Super Bowl is you like, was great. Yeah. It pretty much turned out almost exactly like I thought. I thought they would, I thought they would definitely be weaker at the wide receiver position um, than last year, but I never thought they would cause the, the amount of problems that they, they did. And, you know, I thought we both thought they were going to go 13 and four. Uh, I think I said 14 and three, but we thought they were going to be really good. I thought they were going to take the number one seed and cruise to the Super Bowl, um, and that was definitely not the case. They they really struggled at points um, in the regular season, but as we both said, like they were at the end when it all said and done, they, they're just fine, and they're here. Here they are, another Super Bowl. Yes, yes, they are. And going now to the San Francisco 49ers, I, I expected this one to be a little bit more tumultuous. Let's go and see what we said about them. And winning this division, I do have the San Francisco 49ers at 11 and 6. But I don't believe that they should be as well regarded as they are. I just don't have the faith and the confidence to say, okay, I'm 100% confident. I'm sure that Brock Purdy's the guy. I just really am not. Like, I could almost see that in some scenario having it crash and burn. But, again, I will still pick the 49ers to win that division and at number one i do have the san francisco 49ers finishing with a record of 12 and 5 which in the nfc will earn them the number one spot in the first round by uh, i am very optimistic about brock purdy mostly because i love the story <laughs> and it would be just incredible if he was able to go from mr irrelevant to having a great end of the year last year and just really solidifying himself as the starter uh, the 49ers have maybe the best roster in football, just absolutely loaded, ready to win, and they've been ready for a while. I think this is finally the year that they kind of stumble into success with Mr. Irrelevant leading the way. And I think stumble into success is a good phrase for that, for how I view the team. And like you said, one of the best rosters in the league. But I think quarterback could end up being something that holds them back. I, I wouldn't predict that it was necessarily, but that, that's been in my mind that I something that I could see happening mm-hmm. that like if, if birdie pretty were to flame out that I mean you have Darnold behind him that's someone that I don't think anybody has any faith in yeah right I just think that like the way that they botched completely botched that Trey Lance pick and getting a fourth round pick from Dallas I mean that was a terrible pick whatever you think of Trey Lance that was a horrible pick like what did you get out of that nothing and but the way that you know, this truly is stumbling into success. The last pick of the draft is now your starting quarterback over your the pick that you traded up to get. Uh, it would just be incredible if Brock Purdy is able to do that. I think he will because I think right away they they dubbed him the starter, which they showed immediate confidence in him. The team seems to love him. I think the vibes are good there, and, and they should be able to do something. Yeah, so I think I changed my tune quite a bit in the season about what I thought going into it. I think the, I think rightfully so. Like I 
I don't regret what I said coming into the season because I think the 49ers were very well thought of, like as you thought that too. But I had some questions about Purdy. I wasn't ready to just crown them king right away based on what we'd seen last year. But I think they certainly proved throughout the year that people were right to think that way. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You had fair reservations. Like You weren't saying they couldn't do this. You weren't saying that put, Purdy couldn't be exceptional. But you just had some like, okay, I don't know if I want to put all my chips in on this guy who we just saw for you know a few weeks at the end of the season. He was good, but you're like, I don't know if I want to go all in on him. Uh, but for me, I, I just saw like what he was able to do coming into like that situation where you had Trey Lance and all the noise that you know was surrounding him, and then Jimmy G comes in after Lance gets hurt, and then he gets hurt, and now Purdy's cast into this role, and he does really good. And it, the way that the season ended last year with him getting hurt was just like, man, that's just that's brutal. Um, and so I, what I saw from him was like that this system and this these weapons and this coaching is just perfect for. Uh, like any quarterback to just slide into. And, and so I thought he was going to at least be serviceable and that would get them to a really good spot because of all the talent they had. And I thought that if, if he played, like if he got better, which I thought he would get better, that they could be in the Super Bowl. And here they are. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, this, but, this roster is like, I think still, I think we could both say, like we both thought at the beginning of the year, they were the best. And I think they've proven to be like the best roster in and out of the entire league. Yeah, I mean, even look at DVOA numbers, like they're like top 10 all time in DVOA numbers, that offense, like they have been historically good. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, just all the talent they have on both sides of the ball. And they, they even added some talent, too, with Chase Young on the defense. So, I mean, this is just an absolutely stacked roster it would be a travesty if they don't take advantage of this one. Right, especially with the uh, all the pressure that's been placed upon their shoulders the last several years. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, uh, yeah, so I think uh, b our opinions of both these teams definitely better than the ones we had of the two Super Bowl teams last year. Uh, we, we obviously both believed in the Chiefs last year, but the Eagles were kind of a surprise to us. So this year we, we did a little better, saw it coming. And, uh, yeah, so now let's get into uh, what we think of this game, our picks for the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers. And I'll hand it off to you. Who do you got winning? So in this much vaunted game, I will have the San Francisco 49ers winning by a score of 24 to 21. And I will have the Kansas City Chiefs taking this one by a score of 23 to 17. And uh, I, I think as we both expected from each other, I think we both knew each other's picks coming into this. Yeah, and I, I think we're both on the same page of like low scoring game. Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely thinking uh, under on this one. Because, I mean, like going into this, I think obviously like Chiefs been one of the top defenses, especially throughout these playoffs, have been incredible. And even the 49ers have held a top 10 defense all year. So, like, defense, I think, is a big part of that. And I think the offense, even having struggles at times in the year, the 49ers really more coming to a head in the playoffs more than anything, but the Chiefs all year long, but coming on a little bit stronger in the playoffs, but I think I would even have my pushbacks on how good the Chiefs offense has really been throughout the playoffs. But, uh, granted, I do believe they had a very good game versus Buffalo. I wouldn't dispute that, but against Buffalo, they had a very banged up defense and they had a great opening script versus Baltimore, but then were completely shut down the rest of the game. And maybe you want to say they're playing with the lead, but the lead wasn't that big. They continually went out 
like three and out over and over again. Like it wasn't even like they were moving the ball at all versus Baltimore or that they were doing things differently because they had like a massive like 14 or 20 point lead. They never had that in that game. So I don't understand like that argument about the Chiefs offense being good. Well, yeah, but I would push back on that and say, well, they did enough to win the game, which is more than you could say of the 49ers when they faced the Ravens. I mean, they were awful as well. I mean, Purdy throwing, throwing four interceptions. Uh, they were not even able to really get much going at all, and they got ended up getting walloped in that one. Um, but but the Chiefs, I think they actually, they've done really good things in this playoffs. And according to DVOA, which I don't know if I agree with this, but according to DVOA, this is the toughest path that any team has had to reach to get to the Super Bowl facing the Chiefs, Bills, and Ravens. And again, I don't know if I really agree with that, but I mean, if, if you're into DVOA, then I mean, that's sort of relevant. And for me, it's less about the Chiefs offense. Like the Chiefs defense is the star of the show. Like the Chiefs defense is, that's what leads this team. The offense is complimentary. And what they've done against these quarterbacks has been pretty exceptional. They've, they've held Tua to under, and, and Allen to under 200 yards passing with only two touchdowns between the two of them. And they've held all three quarterbacks to under an 86.1 passer rating, holding Jackson to 75 and Tua to 64. I mean, they really have not given up a lot of yards and a lot of scoring to any of the three quarterbacks they faced. And I think Purdy is certainly no better than Allen and Lamar in this game. So although the Chiefs, I do agree, definitely have underwhelmed on offense, I think that that really they, they're going to win by keeping you from scoring points more than anything anyway. So I don't think that's a huge concern to me, but I could be something that possibly pops up when you get more towards the end of the game when they're unable to score. Yeah. Uh, So I think this is back to the point that we made just a couple of weeks ago, going into the AFC championship game where we had an argument kind of about like, who would you trust more with the game on the line? Like you had to have one drive who you trust more. And I said, Baltimore because I kind of felt the way. And honestly, I kind of feel like I would trust the 49ers more at this time than I do of the chiefs. And I'm not even saying that Chiefs have a bad offense because I, I think you can say the Chiefs do have a top 10 offense still, but it's I think the 49ers is a step better. Oh, definitely more than a step. I think 49ers have a much better. I think this is a, a matchup between the best offense in the league and one of, I think, maybe the best defense in the league in the Kansas City Chiefs. I know Baltimore and Cleveland had, you know, they were top ranked in this and that, but I think the Chiefs defense, I think, has proven that they are the best. I mean, they led this team with this offense and these weak wide receivers to the Super Bowl. So I think that's enough to say they're the best, at least in my view. And what they've done in the second half has been exceptional. I mean, you talk about they haven't allowed more than a touchdown in the second half since week 13. That's like, what, eight, nine weeks of football playing elite caliber teams, not allowing like virtually any points in the second half. So when you talk about like who do I trust at the end of the game, I, that comes into play for me. Like the, the 49ers are just not going to score that much in the second half. But on the flip side, I really do like what I've seen from the 49ers in the second half of these last two games, like against Green Bay, getting smacked in the mouth, coming back and really putting it on them in the second half, and even more so against Detroit, just absolutely slaughtering them in the second half. So I think those two things are going to come to a head. Like Chiefs defense, great in the second half throughout the playoffs. 49ers offense great in the second half coming to a head like which one is going to prevail I don't know we'll see yeah so if you're in predicting a Chiefs win what do you believe are the biggest key factors for them in this game all right so number one no turnovers I mean they were 
throughout the regular season, they were one of the highest uh, rated turnover team, like in terms of like minus differential. They were like lower than they have ever been, worse than they've ever been. In the playoffs, Mahomes has not had a single turnover. So I think that has led to them being having the success, the success that they've had. So that's the number one thing is not turning the ball over and playing smart football. Getting out to an early lead, I think, is key for the Chiefs. If they aren't leading at halftime, I'd be feeling really nervous to them. So that those are the two biggest things for me. Don't turn the ball over and, and be leading at halftime. I think if you do that, you're going to be fine. All right. Very good. And for you, what do you think, like, the 49ers, like – because I, 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 there's so many ways that they can win. If, like for you, when you envision this game, you said, what, like 24-21? Yes. So how do you think that will will materialize? What do you think they're going to have to do? Well, I think one of the biggest keys absolutely is going to be their defense getting out to a hot start. Like, And that's completely like the same as your point of the Chiefs getting a hot start on offense. The Chiefs have been very, very good at scripting those plays. Like seeing that in that Baltimore AFC Championship game in particular – that if the Chiefs are able to get out to a big lead, like maybe you could be concerned about the 49ers offense. I think both these teams have concerns if they're behind by a lot because that could force Purdy into situations where he's forcing the ball and making bad decisions. So I think overall, Purdy is a good quarterback and can set things up good. But I think we've seen at times where his decision-making can be flawed and throw interceptions at times where I, I do think there's a good chance he throws an interception in this game, especially with how good the Chiefs' pass coverage is. But when I'm seeing the, the 49ers, I think McCaffrey and setting up that ground game is going to be really important. And even getting Debo Samuel involved in that, too. I think they're going to scheme up a lot of good things for Debo Samuel. I'm expecting some runs from him and getting some short passes out to McCaffrey, getting some shorter things going as well. will maybe help open up the top eventually if the Chiefs are having to stack the box to stop McCaffrey. I mean, aren't you concerned at all with like the trends? Though, like the Chiefs facing like three really tough opponents, playing better and better, and like playing better than we've seen in the regular season. With the 49ers, I think kind of underachieving to what we had seen of them in the regular season, facing maybe two not as strong opponents in the Packers and the Lions, and kind of taking them down to like the last play of the game to beat them. Yeah, I would say that is a concern, but I do believe in the overall talent of this roster because I mean. I think this is a great coaching matchup, like on on all sides. Like head coaches Shanahan, Reed, into defensive coaches like Spagnola and Steve Wilkes. I think they're all great coaching jobs, and having the time to prepare that they have, I think the 49ers can cook up some things to be able to get back on track and hopefully early. Although with, I think predicting it to be a lower scoring game, you could have some times where it's going to be hard to score points and really pass the ball a lot on both sides because of their past defenses. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And, and for me, just kind of one last uh, stat that really for me pushed it over the edge. Cause again, I believe the chiefs are at least a top three defense Purdy this season. His two worst games of the year came against the Browns and the Ravens. Those are probably who I would say were the top two and his completion yes. percentage were was like 50% pass yards per game, one ninety. One touchdown to five interceptions and pass rating of 41 against those two teams. So I think if the Chiefs are at worth their salt, and if they're at any level close to that, then Purdy is going to struggle mightily. And I, I do think he will struggle mightily in this game. I think there may be some points, but I think he is going to do well myself. 
I think they're going to have enough things schemed up for him, so enough easy options to get started in that game that they're going to be able to get the ball rolling and do well. And I think they really are going to lean heavily on McCaffrey in that run game. And even and on some safety blankets, even like Kittle as well. Yeah, I, I would say like most games in the NFL come down to like the third and the fourth quarter, especially the fourth quarter. But I think for me, just the whole game comes down to the first half. Like if the 49ers, like if, if the Chiefs get to them and, and they are leading, I think it's over. I don't think the 49ers can come back. You played around with the Packers and you got away with it. You played around with the Lions, you got away with it. You ain't doing that against the Chiefs. Like if you play around, if you get punched in the mouth, you're down. Purdy throws a couple picks early. I don't think there's any coming back from that because this Chiefs team, like they, they, they have a whole like Super Bowl routine they're going through. You know, they they just go through the motions. We're doing this on Monday. We're doing this on Tuesday. Like they've been here so many times. They they know exactly what's going on. If they are able to set themselves up with the lead, I think it's game over for them. But if they don't, then we I think we got a game. Oh, one thing that I think I'm glad that you didn't really make too big a point of that I think people have made way too much of a point of this week that I've been listening to is the whole reason of picking the Chiefs and just being it's like they've done this before. I think that's such terrible reasoning. Like The roster has changed. It's not exactly the same. Sure, there's some coaching things, and your quarterback is the same. There are some things that are the same, but... I just think people have put way too much stock into that. Like that's their main reason why is because of experience. Not like the 49ers don't have players who have been in the Super Bowl too, or have been in the the NFC championship game three out of four years. So if that's your only reasoning, why I feel like you just have some flawed analysis. Yeah, I would agree with that. I've heard a lot too much of that as well. And just being like, well, the 49ers, they did this well in the regular season and the chiefs, you know, they've been here before, you know, we just got to pick them. It's like, come on. Come on. Like you said, players, teams change. Like they're still the, the Chiefs and the logo is the same, but like the rosters are different. Like, so, and so, yeah, I don't really put too much stock into that. But like I said, I think the Chiefs do have more experience. And especially when you talk about the quarterback, um, I think that is going to play at least a little bit of a part in this game. Yeah, I would agree. And the Chiefs are definitely a different team than they have been because they have historically been a very explosive offense in these games. And they really haven't been up until the playoffs started again, like their rate on downfield passes was very poor compared to previous years. I mean, that's been the biggest knock on them all year. Even though the chiefs have been a top 10 offense, people have thrown around buzzwords like terrible because they don't look the same because they're not top three. And I think you can have a, a conversation that can acknowledge all those things at once. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely agree with that. But I think this, this chief's team still has, and at least Patrick Mahomes still has the capability to be just as clutch as he always has been. And like we saw with against the Ravens, like didn't have the best game, but when it came down to it, threw that game-winning pass to, to Valdez Scantling. Just as just to remind you, like, hey, I'm still him, and we're still the Chiefs. So we may not be yeah. like we used to be, but we're, we're different now, and we, we can still win these big games. So uh, my confidence in the Chiefs is not shaken at this point. Uh, I'd be curious. Uh, do you think that the Chiefs' run game is going to be a big part of their success in this game no. if they were to win? No. I know a lot of people said, oh, they're going to fuel it through Pacheco. They haven't really done that. I mean, Pacheco is really good, and they, they lean on their running game more than they have um, in the past. But I, I don't think they're going to come out and just try to ground and pound it against the 49ers. I think they're, it's going to be more splicing up the middle with some short passes. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. They could have some struggles with that, being as San Francisco is the number one defense against 
passes up the middle based on their linebackers. But going back to the run game, I, I think that their run game hasn't Travis been Kelsey, as good as, pe- as people want. That's true. But I think their run game hasn't been as good as people want to say it is. Pacheco has had some clutch runs, that's for sure. And the their run game has been better, at which, especially in short yardage. But overall, they had 3.3 yards per carry against Miami and 2.9 car- yards per carry against Baltimore, not including scrambles. So uh, if you're wanting to say that they're really good at running the ball, I, I would say you're mistaken. Yeah, they're they're good at it, but they're not like elite or anything like that. But I don't think they have to be. Again, I think they're their moniker is the defense, and I think they're just going to play good situational football at, and be able to put themselves in a position to win. Yeah, I can certainly see that. I, I think this is definitely going to be a close game. I, I think a lot of people think yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I, we both had it within a touchdown. You had it within a field goal, so definitely going to be a close one. Yeah, so hopefully it's going to be a, a very fun one. But I think one more question that i got for you, is Who do you think has the most at stake in the Super Bowl? Oh, so this is a tough one. So I was thinking there's a lot of, you know, names I could throw out. I, I've thrown out, you know, you could throw out Kyle Shanahan losing two Super Bowls, you know, one with the Falcons, gave up the 28-3, to and then lost to these Chiefs again. You could throw out Purdy even, like, hey, this is your chance to prove yourself. But I think he has more, probably more to gain than anyone else instead of, like, what's at stake. Mahomes and Reed, the dynasty. But for me, the, the choice is obvious. I think Kyle Shanahan, most at stake. Like, for years, we've talked about the Shanahan system, and it's, it's so good, and it's awesome. And he's a great coach. It's like, is he? Like, I don't know. He's a good coordinator, but 1-31, trailing in the fourth quarter? Ugh. I mean, if they lose again in the Super Bowl, then now three Super Bowl losses. But on the flip side, if you win, you take down the like the dynasty of the Chiefs, take down Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. You take them down with Mr. Irrelevant at starting quarterback. Then the whole, the story is completely different. Now we're saying like, man, look at this—he took the the last pick in the draft, led him all the way to Super Bowl. So I think the narrative for him—it's just like you lose and it's whoa, but you win and that's just gone. So I think for me, Kyle Kyle Shanahan is the clear answer. Yeah, I would one hundred percent agree with you on that. I, I think a lot of those points are really good. Like, yeah, like he just has the most at stake. I mean, like where you go after this if you have another failed attempt? Yeah. I think people are going to be looking at you very poorly and maybe even call for your job at that point if you get here and fail again. Yeah. Because there will be the whole things like if the Chiefs are at their weakest, like you've had your shots, like you've got the best roster in the league, and if you fail again, like you're you're in the hot seat, like you're to blame. Whereas like if you want to talk about like – Reed and Mahomes having a lot at stake. So, like, if you were able to get a championship, like, right now, like, that you were, like, an incredible dynasty right now. But I think you're going to have a lot of opportunity to do that more because Mahomes isn't old yet. Like, they're going to have more opportunities. I think they're always going to have more opportunities to continue to grow this dynasty. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So, yeah, for me as well, yeah, Shanahan, definitely most at stake. All right, and from there, we go on to our bets of the week, our bets and parlays. And for me, I'm going to go into my best bets of the week. So for the Super Bowl, I got us a little three-leg parlay here. Starting off with the first leg, I have Marquez Valdez-Scantling alternate receiving yards 50-plus. So for this one, I think Marquez Valdez-Scantling has come on in the playoffs, obviously in the conference championship with that clutch game-winning catch. I think he can get all 50 of these yards in one catch. I mean, he is a deep threat kind of guy. If he has a catch, 
It's definitely going to be like more than 20 yards. So I think two catches probably gets him over 50. So I'd like this bet here. Also, the second leg of the parlay, Brock Purdy over 13 and a half rushing yards. Uh, this is just a really good number here. 13 and a half. I'm taking over on that all day. Had 51 against the Lions in the conference championship. He's got better legs than a lot of people think. And going back to last Super Bowl, I picked Mahomes over on the rushing yards as well. And that's because even though he had a bum leg in that one, that's just because in the Super Bowl, you're kind of just you're doing everything you could possibly do to win the game. You know, your your adrenaline is like maxed out. And I think Purdy is going to be running all over the field in this one, trying to find an open receiver. It's going to lead to a lot of open lanes for him as well to run. So Purdy over 13 and a half. And the last leg of the parlay, Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown score. I mean, this is like I, I bet this one every single week. And, I mean, Kelsey, most touchdowns of all time um, as a tight end in the playoffs. I mean, he's just amazing. There's no way that he doesn't get one here. They're going to just be looking to get him one, I think, early in the game. And so that is the three-league parlay. Marcos Valdez-Gantling over 50 yards receiving. Purdy over 13.5 rushing yards. And Kelsey anytime TD score. Yeah, I do really like all of those. And for your parlay of the week, what do you got dialed up for the big game? So my parlay of the week, obviously, is I usually pick multiple games on the money line. So we have to change it up a little bit. But for my parlay of the week, we are going to pick the San Francisco 49ers on the money line. We're going to pick the 49ers with their spread of two, minus two and a half, which lines up my score prediction. And we're going to pick the under of 47 and a half. I like it. Definitely going to be a low-scoring game. I have the exact opposite um, in terms of you know Chiefs obviously winning, but under 100. All the all the people that I all the pundits that I saw picking this game were like 34, 31, 31, 24. It's like no way, no way. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And uh, do you have any other? Interesting prop bets that you like for this game. Yeah, so Super Bowl, um, obviously, there's going to be a lot of crazy bets. I mean, people betting on all sorts of things. Like, there's there's props going for like, is is Kelsey going to propose to Taylor Swift at the end of the game? <laughs> there's props for everything, man. But but I'm going to go with the game itself here. Um, and so for my couple of uh, weird and wacky prop bets, I'm going to go with either quarterback to record a 50 yard pass completion. So either Purdy or Mahomes to get a 50 plus yard pass completion. Like I said, I think this likely goes to Marquez Valdez Scantling um, with his, you know, large play capability. And on the 49ers, you got like three guys with Kittle and uh, Ayuk and Samuel who are all capable of getting that. So I think that is a sure bet in this one. I also saw another one, which I really liked, and that was 49ers to score zero points in the fourth quarter. Uh, nicknamed on FanDuel, the Super Bowl 54 repeat uh, as they famously let the Chiefs come back on them and recorded zero points in the fourth quarter. I think that's going to happen again. The Chiefs obviously locking down their opponents. Like I mentioned, haven't allowed more than a touchdown in the second half. And so I, I, I really like that prop, 49ers, zero points in the fourth. Now, what about you? You got any interesting little uh, nuggets of wisdom in this one? Yeah, I do definitely disagree with the 49ers, uh, zero points in the second corner <laughs> in the second half. But I've liked all the other ones so far. Well, first I'll tell you about, there's a couple of props that I've singled out that I just really like more than any others. 
So my two prop bets I really like. I love George Kittle over three and a half receptions. I think they're going to lean on him big. I think he's going to have a really big game. He always seems to come in clutch in the big moments, has some big playoffs. I really like over three and a half receptions for George Kittle. I also love Debo Samuel over 16 and a half rushing yards. I think they're going to scheme up a lot of things for Debo Samuel to get the ball in his hands. And to make it easier on Purdy, I think they are going to give him some carries, like I had mentioned. So over 16 and a half, I think is going to be an easy number for Debo Samuel to hit. And I really wouldn't be surprised if they hit that on the very first drive. And kind of my weird and wacky one that I've got for you, I like Christian McCaffrey to attempt a pass in this game. We have seen him do that before. He did that in the very first game he started for the 49ers, and it was against the Chiefs. Oh, nice. Delving into the uh, the uh, books there to find that one. I'd like that. McCaffrey passed him. You always see some definitely, because this is like the last game of the year. Any trick plays you got, anything that you, like, you're using it now. Like you, no, no need to wait. You're using your best plays. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely everything on the table for this game, like we had talked about. Like your quarterback rushing numbers, you always like all the overs for that because like you're not holding back anything like in the regular season. You might want to take under for quarterback rushing or try and uh, tempt them from not doing that, but it's everything on the table here. You pull every ba- every trick in your bag of tricks, like they're all out. Yeah, and for me, I think uh, – I don't know if there's a prop on this, but I really was thinking about you know who's kind of like a dark horse MVP that, you know, I know we always say, you know, quarterbacks, it's quarterback award, but it's not really that much of a quarterback award. It's like a lot of non-quarterbacks actually won the MVP um, in, in years past. And I was kind of looking at, because I think the Chiefs will win, I'm, I'm thinking Chris Jones, Dark Horse MVP. So last defensive players to win it, Ray Lewis in 2001, Dexter Jackson for the Buccaneers in 2003, Malcolm Smith for the Seahawks in 2014, and Von Miller. For the Broncos in 2016, so this is a fairly you know it happens once in a while you know every you know eight six to seven eight years I think we're due for another one here I think Chris Jones kind of a dark horse MVP in this one. Yeah, I think I want kind of similar as you because I also picked a defensive player. I I like uh, Fred Warner for the San Francisco 49ers. That's a good one. I mean that guy. That guy is just everywhere. Like he's always racking up tons and tons of tackles. He's always there trying to break up the plays. I could see him getting like eight or ten tackles, and maybe even getting an interception or a forced fumble, and forcing his name into the into that MVP conversation. There, especially if that's low scoring and you're not seeing huge numbers from any quarterback or receiver, or maybe even running back. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. I, I this is this is a Super Bowl. I think it's prime for a defensive player to win it. As we both have the under in this one, and uh, yeah, I, I really like Fred Warren. Is just an exceptional linebacker, probably the best in the league in my opinion. I know Aaron Rodgers has said that he thinks he's the best linebacker in the league. So if it's going to be a defensive player on the 49ers, definitely Fred Warner is a golden pick for that. Yeah, I mean, I do like Chris Jones as well. I mean, you look at his numbers in the playoffs, they're just absolutely absurd. His career sack numbers in the playoffs. Like, he's just a different player when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, and to think that, you know, he wasn't even going to maybe not even be on the team to start the year. I mean, what a difference he continues to make in this defense. And uh, I think that would be kind of karma in a in a good way if he were to win the Super Bowl MVP. No way you can't pay him after that. Right. And uh, yeah, so that will wrap it up for this one, uh, for this edition of the podcast. Looking forward very much to the Super Bowl, biggest game of the year. All that we have fought for, all that we have predicted all year long has come down 
to this game, Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers. Who will win? We will find out on Sunday. But that will be all for now. We thank you for listening to this podcast. Your viewership is greatly appreciated. Feel free to like, follow, and subscribe. We are on all platforms. And this has been Mark My Words Football Podcast with Ryan. And we are tuning in.